Hey everyone, it's Pacific. And this week, we're back to our regularly scheduled anthology content, which means a new SCP every single week. This week, we have a pretty fun story picked out for you guys. Also, recently, John Grills, who you may know as our show's host and narrator, and me, the showrunner and sound designer, teamed up with Rooster Teeth to create a very special episode of their podcast, Black Box Down. Now, if you're not familiar with Black Box Down, it's like a true crime podcast for aviation disasters. Each week, Gus Arola and Chris Maris do a deep dive into a terrifying air accident, how it was handled, what caused the accident, and how the aviation industry has adapted and made airplanes just a little safer. I'm pleased to say that John and I went on uh, to do a very fun and kind of goofy episode uh, where we looked at the aviation mishaps in uh, three different movies, Die Hard 2, uh, the Edge, and Con Air. Um, it's a wonderfully good time. Uh, the full episode is available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, so listen to me and John and Chris and Gus talk about movies and uh, aviation disasters. And last but certainly not least, this week's episode contains the name of three of our patrons, uh, Dr. Schistler, who is Danielle Schistler, uh, McCarty after Clay McCarty, and Keeley Wood after Keeley Wood. Uh, thank you guys so much for donating, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Without further ado, SCP-2006, Too Spooky. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number. SCP-2006 Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures SCP-2006 to be contained at Site-118 in an airtight containment cell. SCP-2006 must be constantly monitored for changes in form, which are to be noted immediately. All personnel coming into contact with SCP-2006 are required to enroll in an acting course with a focus on expressing fear and surprise. Every month, SCP-2006 is to be shown at least one new extremely low-quality horror or science fiction movie containing horror elements. All interactions with SCP-2006 must confirm that SCP-2006 continues to believe that said works demonstrate a superb grasp of horror. Description SCP-2006 is an anomalous spherical entity roughly 50 centimeters in diameter when it's in its default state. SCP-2006's stated goal is to cause feelings of fear and or horror in as many humans as possible. To accomplish this purpose, SCP-2006 possesses the ability to change its shape, mass, volume, density, chemical structure, and voice to any form that it desires. Currently, there is no known way to damage SCP-2006. The extent of its shape-shifting abilities is unknown and is currently thought to be unlimited. Currently, SCP-2006 has demonstrated a fondness for taking the form of various entities and villains from the various horror and science fiction movies that it has witnessed. The most common form that SCP-2006 has taken is that of Roman, from the 1953 movie Robot Monster. SCP-2006 is capable of speaking even when it possesses the form of an entity that is normally unable to speak, 
SCP-2006 will generally attempt to startle and or scare any individual it comes into contact with, but after doing so, will become affable and friendly. The reason behind this is currently unknown. Although SCP-2006 has repeatedly stated its goal of causing as much fear as possible, SCP-2006 is a poor judge of concepts that cause fear in humans, and constantly searches for new methods in which to accomplish its goal. This poor recognition extends to recognition of emotions in humans, as SCP-2006 is incapable of distinguishing between subtle differences in emotion that would be obvious to a human. Interview Log SCP-2006 Dr. Schistler enters the room. SCP-2006 is seen crouched near the door. SCP-2006 is in its Roman form. SCP-2006 proceeds to leap out of its crouch, throwing its arms in the air. Fear me, mortal! I am the mighty Roman! Cower in fear! Dr. Schistler screams and stumbles backwards, raising his hand in protection. <laughs> Please, mighty Roman! Don't... don't hurt me! SCP-2006 begins laughing. <laughs> oh, it's just me, Doc. I got you pretty good, didn't I? SCP-2006? Oh, dear Lord, you really frightened me there. I was about to have a heart attack. It's what I do, Doc. Ha <laughs> Boo! Dr. Schistler stumbles again. <laughs> Still got it. So, was there something that you wanted to talk about, Doc? <laughs> yes. I-, I was wondering, why exactly do you feel the need to cause fear in others? I don't understand the question. That is, why do you scare people? Oh, that's an easy one. I scare people because it's fun. And, you know, it's what I do. Just like you do doctory stuff, I do scary stuff. I'm the best at it. I don't really see what else there is about it. That you are. I'll take my leave then. Come back around soon. I'll have some really scary stuff next time. <laughs> By the way, I will eat your soul! <laughs> Let me out of here! I'm going to die of fright! End log. Addendum. The current site director for Site 118 has issued the following memorandum regarding SCP-2006. I have been getting reports of some of the lax behavior regarding SCP-2006. Many personnel have been heard laughing at SCP-2006 during surveillance when it watches a new movie or when it attempts to scare individuals. Some personnel have been heard questioning why SCP-2006 is classified as a Keter entity. I'm here to remind you that a Keter entity is a Keter entity, regardless of how innocuous it may seem. No, SCP-2006 is not a rampaging demigod, nor is it a regenerating super lizard. However, it possesses the same level of danger as any other Keter that the Foundation has contained. Think of SCP-2006's purpose. It wishes to scare people. Imagine what would happen if SCP-2006 broke containment and found out what really scared people. Imagine if it saw the horror and fear of war. Or the concept of paranoia or phobias common to each and every human being. Imagine if it found the true horror of a nuclear holocaust, or an XK-class scenario. Now couple that with an entity that possesses shape-shifting abilities with no known limits, and you'll understand why it's classified as Keter. All personnel mentioned above have been suitably disciplined. 
I do not want to hear about this again. Dr. Randall Owens, Site 118 Director. So, what's on the itinerary for today? Dr. Clay McCarty squinted at a neatly printed schedule made by his secretary. You have a meeting with the assistant researchers today at 10, a quarterly review of the status of all objects under your supervision, a meeting with Dr. Schistler at 3, and an appointment with Director Ownings at 5, Dr. McCarty. The secretary read off her itinerary. Here's your coffee. Thanks, Liz. I'm going to go and do some reviews then. Dr. McCarty sipped at his steaming mug as he strolled out of his office and down to the cell containing the most infamous occupant of Site 118. It's Resident Keeter, SCP-2006. Well, might as well check on 2006 first. Shouldn't take too long, I think. The newbies can probably accompany me for the rest of the reviews. Dr. McCarty mused to himself. After flashing a security card at the camera, standing for a retina scan, validating a fingerprint scanner, and staring at a memetic kill agent, Dr. McCarty patiently waited while the steel doors of SCP-2006's containment area whooshed open. Strolling into the room, he was greeted with salutations and acknowledgments from the various assistant researchers and other staff in the control room for SCP-2006. Waving a hand at the assorted rabble, he walked over to the surveillance array, where a young man sat, idly tapping his pencil while staring at the monitors. Morning, Cam, Dr. McCarty said. While placing a hand on the man's shoulder, the man jumped for a moment. He swiveled around and saw Dr. McCarty's friendly smile. Oh! Morning, Dr. McCarty. You startled me for a minute. How are you? Assistant researcher Keeley Wood asked. Good, good. How's 2006 doing this morning? What form is he in? McCarty sipped at his mug while looking at the monitor. Um, it's one of those slug monster things. Oh, I remember. 1964. The Creeping Terror, the young researcher replied. Good work. I think I'll take a look at it today. McCarty set down his mug and walked over to the door of the hallway leading to SCP-2006's containment cell. Watch the screens, Cam. Ketter's a Ketter. Dr. McCarty stood in front of the containment door and went through another round of safeguards, even stricter than the last. The doors whooshed open again and he began to walk down the hallway. 2006 is always interesting to deal with. And at the very least, it's good for a smile when you're out of the chamber. McCarty thought to himself. As he came before the last door that separated the containment chamber with the rest of the facility, he faced a small black box mounted on the wall of the last doors. Dr. McCarty, in a firm and even tone, spoke into the box. Dr. Clay McCarty, Level 3 Departmental Director and Senior Researcher. The rats were in the souffle again. The doors slid open silently. The chamber seemed empty, but McCarty knew better. As he strolled in and called to his mind notes from his acting class, a slimy, hideous, dripping wet, and utterly ridiculously looking slug monster rapidly slid into view. Your time has come, pathetic ape child. The creeping terror has arrived, and the horror of a race beyond your comprehension is ready to lay waste to your people. Doom is here, and it is the face of I. The slug monster roared, face tentacles flopping around. Oh no, please spare me. I'm just a puny mortal who wished to talk to SCP-2006. Please, no. McCarty cried out to mock fear 
as he fell to the ground, quivering. The slug monster roared in laughter. It flopped its tentacles around. <laughs> oh, Doc, 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 it's me. I'm not really the creeping terror. Did you like that one, Doc? I thought it was pretty good. Oh, SCP-2006. Boy, you really had me going for a bit. That was terrifying. I agree, it was quite good. Really scary. Thanks, Doc. I've been really working on it. You know, Doc, I was thinking about something. Oh, what's that? Boo! McCarty jumped and made a show of stumbling. As he came back to his feet, SCP-2006 was laughing again. Ha ha ha! Oh, but seriously, I was thinking about something for real. Uh, okay. What were you thinking about? How to scare people the best. I'm always looking for more material, you know. Oh, you're already the best at scaring people, SCP-2006. I don't think that I've ever seen scarier. Really? The slug monster looked like an expectant young child, yearning for approval from an older sibling. Really? Thanks, Doc. You know, though, I think that really makes a statement about fear and its repercussions on the status of humanity, though, and what it truly means to be afraid. Of course. McCarty did a double take. He'd never heard sophisticated language from SCP-2006 before. What? He asked, slightly shocked. Fear? What does it mean? If an individual is afraid of something, what does that mean? Do they think that it can harm them? What of a phobia? Is there something inherently harmful there? No? Then what is fear? The previously friendly slug monster's voice had suddenly become low and measured, with a deliberate pace. The bubbly, genial SCP-2006's previously excited tone now dripped with a slight mocking sound, and rolled over Dr. McCarty's ears in an uncomfortable manner. Ha, uh, ha. Huh. Good one, SCP-2006. That's a really scary thought. McCarty replied, still somewhat taken aback. Yes, is it not? Human mortals and their fear. But do you know what is truly terrifying, Doctor? What? The knowledge and realization of concepts that violate a sense of safety. Humans build their little thoughts and bubbles where they believe that they are safe. Even as you, in your foundation, believe that you are safe because of your knowledge and your special containment procedures. Everything is based on safety and peace of mind. The slug monster was still as it stared off into the containment chamber. Its words were spoken with a gravity and tone that contradicted everything McCarty knew about the anomaly. What are you saying? What I am stating is that your mindset is predicated on the belief that you have successfully contained these SCP objects. Now consider this. You have many objects that are contained on the strength of your deception. What if this deception that your organization so prides itself on were not being upheld? What if the Foundation itself is the one being deceived? A cold pit of fear formed in McCarty's stomach. He gulped slightly as he contemplated the implications. He suddenly felt very, very alone, locked in the chamber with SCP-2006. The slug monster, originally seeming so harmless, slowly swiveled its head around to look at McCarty and smiled. Are you scared, Doctor? McCarty began to back away. I see that you're going. Have a good day, Doctor. As McCarty opened the doors behind him, he never took his gaze off SCP-2006 and its smile. Oh, and Doctor. 
Boo! McCarty fell backwards in genuine fear as the doors opened. He quickly crawled out of the room, and the doors slammed behind him. As he rose to his feet, he heard SCP-2006 begin to laugh. This week's episode featured three characters named after our patrons, Danielle Schistler for Dr. Schistler, Clay McCarty for McCarty, and Keeley Wood for Keeley Wood. I also want to give a huge shout out to this week's new patrons, Jordan Maurice, Panya, Israel Mendoza, Earl Jenk, ODST Hero, James the Cookie Munster, and Jay Jump. Thanks guys. Your support means the world. SCP-2006 was written by Weez Hong. Our host and narrator is John Grills. SCP-2006 was Graham Rowan. Dr. Schistler was Fletcher Armstrong. Dr. Randall Owings was Alvin Bowling II. McCarty was Brandon Nguyen. Liz was Maddie Moore. And Keeley Wood was Eric Kemp. This episode's sound designer was Jesse Hall. The new guy is still, for one more week, Danny Sweet. Our script curator is Jesse Hall, and our music is all done by the incredible composer Tom Rory Parsons. I'm your showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah, and our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. This is a bloody disgusting podcast.